Hello out to all you wonderful people. This is Andre, the Game Idea Guy. Thank you once again for lending me your time and your ear listening in to another Gamer's Thoughts discussion. And this time we're going to be talking about comparing Sony's game sales to Nintendo's. Because for some reason people think that this is a great thing to argue and debate over. It's not. It really truly is not. Especially... If you think about things in their proper context, it's not a good comparison. Now, this discussion would basically contradict another one where I said how I think Nintendo would do well to put their games on a third party, be a third party on a separate platform, which I said was PC. And this discussion would definitely, for sure, contradict my reasoning for that because it's not necessary for Nintendo to do it even though I think I said that in the video and if I didn't I thought I did um, just to get all that out in the open but either way the point being made here is going to be something I think should be easy to figure out for most people especially if you want to try to dive into the financial reports but it seems like there are so many people that do not understand this concept so i'm going to explain it because that's what i've started doing as of late <laughs> i swear 2022 has been me explaining the simplest things that gamers should understand or explaining tech things that tech heads should understand but don't. That's That's been my 2022 for the most part. But I digress. And to actually get back to the main point of this. There are some games that Sony publishes that outsell those that Nintendo publishes. And I'm speaking strictly first party games. I'm not talking third party games. That are available on the platforms. I'm talking specifically their games. Now for Nintendo the Switch has been a phenomenon. It was a Iwata's goodbye to the gaming industry basically and it took off like a rocket and a lot of games on the platform specifically exclusives like I said have taken off or have at least sold well enough to get a game a sequel so i'm not going into specific numbers of any particular game i don't need to for this because anyone who takes the time to look up what i'm saying will find what i say to ring true so i'm giving you a general overview of how this has been going so Nintendo has several games that are in the high million sellers for the gaming industry on a single platform. And those games are exclusive to themselves. This is not all of their exclusives, but all of their exclusives for the most part have been million sellers outside of a few very small titles that Nintendo has released. For Sony, on the flip side of that, between the PS4 and PS5 currently, or at least 
basically from the time the launch of the Switch, they haven't had, and even before then, let's be honest, they haven't had as many games released as Nintendo. Not from them themselves. And yeah, when they do release a game, over time they do sell in at least the double digits in millions. Not all of them, but a good deal. But here's the thing, the things that people don't consider. And I talked about this when people made the damn God of War Metroid Dread comparison. I swear, it's like all of these discussions roll back into themselves. But Sony spends more money producing their games than Nintendo does. Nintendo can get away with only spending a million dollars to produce a game. Sony, on the other hand, can't. One is because of their hardware. Because of all of the work that it requires them to do in order to reach the fidelity that everyone wants, it costs more money to do. And for it to cost more money for them to do that and all those finer details to be done visually, it, it's, it's a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of money. Even with a critically panned bad game, it's an expensive risk. For Nintendo, because they haven't tried to push the graphics of everything to the nth degree. And because they're still working within 720 and 1080p. They're not spending as much. They're spending nowhere near as much to produce their games. So, let's couple that with the fact that Nintendo's games, for the most part sell at full price throughout their life yet you'll have some games that get price drops periodically or some may become part of Nintendo selects when they decide to do it but for the most part their games sell at full price throughout the life of the game now when we go to talk about Sony their games don't do that. Sony's games sell at full price for maybe 10% of the life of their game. Because they'll release a new game, then two, three, potentially four to five months later, that game is discounted by half. Then another few months down the line is discounted to one third of its original price, which is when they get the majority of their sales. When it comes down to Nintendo stuff, that's not how it usually works. So let's put this context out there. Sony spends more money to produce their games and then they recoup less money in the sales on the back end. Which is why they started putting their games on PC. That's exactly why they started putting their games on PC. 
That's why when I suggested that Nintendo could, it's not something that's necessary for them. Yeah, Nintendo could put their games on PC and get extra money from said games, but they don't have to. Because guess what? They spend less money on making their games because they budget better. And on top of that, they sell their games for full price for about 80% of the life of the game. Bare minimum. So if we were to consider those two things and add that to the context of what your purchasing price is for the games. If Nintendo has 30 to 40 games released on the platform that are making two to three, four million sales on average, well, maybe not on average, bare minimum, and then potentially somewhere between 10 and 12 on average for their exclusive. And Sony's is selling around 10 to 12, maybe 14 at their peak. But for two-thirds of the life of the game, it's selling at a third of the price. Who do you think is coming out better in that situation? If we're just speaking just how well something is selling, how well it's working, who's coming out better in that situation? Is it going to be the company that's spending out more, splurging more to make their games because they're trying to meet the demands? of a bunch of people who don't know what they want or the company that is being somewhat conservative with how they're spending their money and planning accordingly. I'm just going to tell you the truth. It's going to be the company that's taking the time to spend their money in more productive ways and not bloat their budgets. That's going to be doing better in the long run. Even if Sony may make more money and burst, Nintendo's method is more sustainable. And being more sustainable is all they have been about. That's why the, com the company's been around for over 100 years. It should not be this difficult to understand. I don't care what your favorite company is. My favorite company got put out of games long ago as far as being a console manufacturer console manufacturer and their games do not always hit well that said I still love the company I still love the franchises but I'm not going to turn a blind eye to what I see in front of my face Nintendo's doing well because their business practices work for them and it helps them maintain money and remain stable Sony's, on the other hand, is why they had to close down studios, why they had to, to sell off so many assets. Sony's playing the game of reaction. The same game that failed Sega is the game that's failing Sony right now that nobody wants to pay attention to. Again, shouldn't be that hard to understand. But let's put that all on the plate and just cast aside the fact that a lot of Nintendo's franchises right now are having record sales that they have not had on any other platform Nintendo has released. Let's cast that aside because that does play a part in this, but it's not always commonplace.
even back when Nintendo had the Wii U, for as much as everybody calls the console a failure, they still made money off of it. I don't see Sony making money off of a failure. That's why they quit the Vita as quickly as they did. Vita's a great, great handheld, but they dropped it quicker than dropping a scorned lover. They kicked it to the curb as fast as they possibly could. Because they didn't want to deal with losing money on it anymore. That's what happened. And there's also a massive problem when your home console sells better than your handheld. That means you did not put much effort into that handheld. But Nintendo making theirs a hybrid gave people the best of both. Well, the best that they could have both. I'm not going to say the best of both, but the best that they could have both. And it was reasonable. And I think a lot of people forget that that appeal is why people end up purchasing so many different games on the Switch. First and third party alike. But it's one of the major reasons that their first party games are selling so well. There's only one platform to get them all in. Anything that Nintendo produces and releases, there's only one place to play it. That's their platform. And they have a pedigree for having high quality games. Yeah, sure, not every game they release is going to be the best thing ever. But they do have at least C quality games on their bad days. <laughs> On a good day, you can't really talk to them because they smelling themselves at that point. But this, what I'm just telling y'all, this stuff should be easy for anybody to pick up, anybody to understand. It should not be this difficult for people to get. Nintendo's mantra and their way of doing things is about sustainability for themselves. That's why the Nintendo Switch didn't release as a 4K platform. Because it would have cost way more money for the development of all their games. And they were playing it conservatively. That's why they didn't jump the gun on that. Hell, if anything, we should have told people that. The Wii could have been an HD platform. It just wasn't. And if anybody says, no, it couldn't have been, the original Xbox was an HD platform. So yes, the Wii could have been HD. Nintendo chose not to make it that way. Because again, their method was cheaper. And they were able to make a lot more money off of it. So, <clears throat> in the long run, like what you like. And if you're going to make comparisons, try to give the full context of the comparison, not uh, half of it or part of it and only the parts that suit what you want to say. Give the whole thing. And if you don't know the whole thing, that's a different story. But give the whole thing to the best of what you understand. Because I see stuff like this go up on Twitter and I see it in YouTube videos and I'm just like, 
are you thinking about what you're saying or are you just saying what you're saying because it sounds good to you? And most of the times, it's just because it's what sounds good to you. Just like uh, there's a another thing I need to do a discussion on, but I'm going to do a separate discussion for that because it deserves to be its own topic. And a lot of people probably already know what that is. And it's from one of my one of the YouTubers I really like who said this, but I got to cover it as its own thing. But um, I'm just going to end this here and thank you all for listening in and being patient and hearing me ramble. Um, if you have anything you'd like to comment or say, agree or disagree, let's discuss. Otherwise, thank you guys very much for listening and keep your eyes and ears out for more stuff from me. And until the next time, enjoy your games. Peace out, everybody.